0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning, time for the farm show here at the shank of the day on Wax 104.5, as Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Boso, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets... 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
1: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Good morning. It's a Thursday morning. You've got Jill Welke here to do the Farm Show with you and get those chores done. It's a busy day. Yesterday, I went down to the first ever energy fair at the Asu Fairchild High School. There was schools from all over to participate, and they learned about uh, solar energy. They, I actually rode in a an electric car. I've never done that before, and boy, it has some zip. I don't know about how the durability would be for me, but you know, (laughs) it is what it is. But it was it was fun to ride, and it was fun to see the students engaging with the um, it was put on a bunch of it was by XL Energy and put on and engaging with the guys that are out there doing the work. They had uh, power lines on the ground that uh, students could put on the big gloves and realize the work that goes into keeping those going. There was solar power. There was hydrogen power. And I actually chatted with the uh, owner of the hydrogen power uh, generator. And it was, it's a neat conversation. It's uh, interesting to me to see the different things. Uh, Chippewa Falls had their drones down there, which I flew a drone. I did not crash the drone. So I felt I was, uh, go. I was uh, one for one for dr- flying the drone, and it was neat to see how it goes. I mean, it has the camera on it, and the way those students are using that to help out the school system. They fly over the schools and they figure out where their uh, buildings are actually losing heat, and um, they can look at the roofs. They can one of them has thermal on it, and one and the other ones had camera on it. And I actually talked to a police officer too from Chippewa Falls that they have the drones and they use them for um, checking checking things out, finding people, whatever is needed. They have that possibility. And uh, it was the students at Chippewa Falls that were putting on the demonstrations and helping the students from other schools uh, learn how to fly them. And I had one young lady that boy she gave me had the whole lingo she knew where the money had come from she knew about the grants uh, she just she was oh so professional and it's fun to see students get to that point even as they're young uh, it was but it was really a lot of hands-on uh, stations and it was uh, really neat it was I'm hoping they do it again, because, or somebody does it again, because Whitehall was there with their robots, and it just shows all the things that students are doing. And a lot of these jobs that these students will have and when they get to be adults aren't even made up yet, and I find that always so interesting. So enough about my adventures. Today is National Farmer Day, and um, I, <laughs> it just is uh I think every day should be National Farmer Day, but that's only my opinion. And we are a day behind by to get you the crop the week's crop progress report because Monday was a holiday for them, so that didn't come out for a day later, but we'll have the National Crop Progress Report, we'll have Wisconsin's crop progress report and we'll probably even get a chance to talk about our Argentina. They are struggling with drought. And it's been going on. It's the worst drought in 60 years. So there's, you know, we had, it was pretty dry around here, but I think that's going to be changed on Friday again. And I saw a lot of soybeans coming off yesterday, a lot of dust in the fields, but those soybeans are coming off. I'd like to check in with somebody pretty soon here to find out how their yield was and what their thoughts were on getting the, beans off this year and um but we need to get through some chores and uh let's get rolling
1: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
2: it's time for our first look at our weather and that's our 13 first alert weather right here in eau claire right now it's 40 degrees out there and i did look up at the sky before i got in the truck this morning and the planets are really bright, and the stars were really bright. It was kind of, it was, I always like looking up at the sky once in a while and checking those things out. Today, high of 57, breeze is going to be kicking up, and rain is likely late. We'll find out how likely a little bit later when we talk to Mike Dandria. Tonight, 46 degrees. Tomorrow, 49. Rain likely, and it's an alert day. So we'll learn a whole lot more about that. Tomorrow night, 45. Saturday, 53. Windy with a chance of rain in the, a- in the morning. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Highs in the low to middle 50s with partial sunshine out there. So it'll turn around even though Friday looks a little rough. It sounded like yesterday he was talking quite a lot of rain coming in. So we'll wait and see because, you know, we get what we get with that weather. But uh, before we do that, here on Wax 104.5, I think I've got the right buttons pushed this morning. Let's listen for our national news.
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The White House is confirming at least 22 Americans were killed and 17 are missing following Hamas attack on Israel.
4: I think we all need to steel ourselves for the very distinct possibility that these numbers will will keep increasing uh, and that we
5: may in fact find out that um, more americans uh, are part of the hostage pool
3: national security council spokesman john kirby said those numbers could rise and a number of americans are also being held hostage by the militant group hamas hamas launched a surprise attack on israel saturday The Biden administration is facing calls to freeze $6 billion in Iranian assets as Israel is at war with Hamas. The funds were recently freed up as part of a deal to secure the release of Americans detained in Iran. Republicans this week have called on the administration to put a hold on those funds, again claiming there's a risk the money could be used against Israel in the conflict. Several Senate Democrats, including Senator Sherrod Brown, John Tester, Joe Manchin and others, are also now backing calls for the administration to claw back the assets. A new survey shows how Americans want Congress to address racial inequality. Trey Thomas reports. Conducted by the Joint Center for Political and Economic Studies at the University of Chicago,
1: the poll shows nearly four in five black Americans say that Congress passing anti-discrimination laws is their top priority. Answers differed among racial groups, with black Americans most likely to rank race-related
3: issues as their top priority. I'm Trey Thomas. The United Auto Workers' strike is expanding. The organization said in a tweet that 8,700 UAW members at Ford's Kentucky truck plant are joining the strike after Ford refused to make further movement in bargaining. And the Powerball has been won. Someone in Fraser Park, California, had the winning ticket worth over $1.7 billion, the second biggest lottery prize in U.S. history. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5
1: and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, we're at four four minutes after five o'clock this morning, and it's time to take a look at our temperatures around the area. Eau Claire, 40 degrees. Medford, 36. Rice Lake, 42. Wausau, 37 and clear. Green Bay, 41 and cloudy. Marshfield, 38 and clear. La Crosse, 49 Madison 51 and cloudy, Milwaukee 55 and cloudy, and Black River Falls, I had to look that one up, was 34 this morning. Today we're going to climb up to 57 degrees, it's going to be breezy with rain likely late tonight, 46, tomorrow, hold on to your hats, rain likely, alert day, we'll find out more from Mike Dandry on that. And then we'll be climbing back into the 50s, low 50s for the highs into next week. And that's our first look at our 13 first alert weather. We need to start moving through and getting the first set of markets done.
1: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And it's time for our first look at our markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. In our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 175 to 190 with mixed at 133 to 174.5. Choice fed beef heifers are 175 to 188.5 with mixed at 97 to 174.5. Choice fed holstein steers are 155 to 164. With select and silage fed steers 92 to 154. Cows are 78 to 96 with bulls at 104 to 124. Butcher hogs are one twenty. Butcher hogs are twenty seven to seventy eight. With sows at twenty two to twenty nine, and boars at twelve to fifteen. New crop market lambs are sitting right at two dollars. Feeder lambs are one ten to two dollars. With ewes at sixty to one hundred two. Small goats are ten to one hundred fifty dollars. Medium goats are eighty to two hundred forty dollars. Large goats are one hundred thirty five to four hundred dollars. With nanny goats at twenty five to three hundred thirty five dollars. And sliding on over to our futures markets, our live cattle markets are trending upwards today. October we're sitting at one eighty four fifty, up a dollar ninety two. December one eighty six ninety seven, up a dollar ninety seven. February one ninety one twenty five, up nine, or up one dollar ninety two cents. And April one ninety three ninety seven, up a dollar fifty seven. And our feeder cattle markets are also trending upward today for October 25017 up 222 November 150 November 252 up 165 January 25330 up 145 march 25587 up a dollar 12 and April 259.90 up a dollar five and our lean hog carcasses we've got mixed markets today October 8215 up 20 cents december 6997 down a dollar 45 february 7467 down a dollar 2 and april uh, 81 down 82 cents and sliding right on over to our chicago board of trade december corn 488 up a half december oats 397 up a penny and a half november soybeans 1258 up 6 cents December soybean meal $383 a ton up six cents. And December wheat five fifty nine up three cents. And our cheese markets, barrels 161 and 3 quarters, up three quarters. 40 pound blocks 170 and a quarter, no change from yesterday. Gray double A butter, 348, no change from yesterday. Class three milk futures trending downward. October 1684, down a penny. November down a dime to 1723. December 1749 down another dime. January 1799 down seven cents. Then in February we're up 12 cents to 1820. And that market is inching upward in through September. So we're at 10 after five here on Wax 104.5.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: It's 40 degrees here in Eau Claire this morning on Wax 104.5. We're going to be having, uh, I'm going to have some farm news for you in just a little bit after we do some more of these chores. And a little later, we're going to be hearing from Charity. She had the chance to chat with Tom Morris. He got quite the award down at World Dairy Expo. So we're going to work through some more of these chores.
1: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And we've got our farm news. And today is National Farmer Day. And we're going to... And corn and soybean harvest across the nation is well underway, according to this week's Crop Progress Report. We are coming in a day later because they had a holiday on Monday. Corn harvest jumped. 11% last week to 34% complete. That's 5% ahead of last year. 89% of our nation's corn was mature as of Sunday, 4% ahead of last year, and the five-year average. 53% of the corn is rated good to excellent, the same as last week and the lowest good to excellent rating at this time of the year since 2012. Soybean harvest jumped 20% last week to reach 43% complete as of Sunday. That's 6% ahead of the five-year average. 93% of the soybean crop was dropping leaves, 6% ahead of the five-year average. Mississippi is the furthest along with 82% of their soybean crop harvested. And here in Wisconsin, 95% of the corn crop was dented and 76% was mature as of Sunday. Corn for grain was 9% complete. Corn for silage was 83% complete. That's five days ahead of the last year and the five-year average. Corn condition was rated 51% good to excellent. That's up 1% from last week. Soybeans coloring was 97%. 86% of those soybeans were dropping leaves. 27% of the soybeans have been harvested. And that's two days behind last year, but equal to the five-year average. Soybean condition was rated 49% good to excellent, the same as last week. And 80% of our potato crop has been harvested. That's two days ahead of last year and the five-year average. 95% of the fourth cutting of alfalfa was complete. And that's 12 days ahead of the five-year average. Pasture condition jumped up 7% to a rating of 32%, good to excellent last last week. And I'll attest to that. I went and picked up some round pails yesterday, drove through the pasture, and it greened up. And it looks really good. My cows are off it already, but I'm thinking that's a little bit of bank for next year. But the lack of topsoil moisture is still an ongoing issue with conditions rated 11% very short, 31% short, 57% adequate, and only 1% surplus across the state. Heavy rains are predicted for tomorrow around our area, so maybe those moisture conditions will improve for next week so that's a quick look at our farm news here on wax 104.5 we need to do a few more chores and then we're going to be hearing from charity and he, she had the chance to talk to tom morris if you're in the holstein and the dairy industry that's a name that you will recognize
1: keeping it rural wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
6: not many people can say that they have attended every world dairy expo since its start in 1967 but tom morris can i'm charity seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison morris is an amory wisconsin native and is known as the auctioneer and manager of the world classic holstein sale since 1989 he is also a great supporter of the world dairy expo and has been for over 56 years I visited with him as he was honored as the industry person of the year at this year's World Dairy Expo. He credits his success to the support system around him.
0: I've been involved since before it started. My folks had a herd, or I grew up about an hour east of here in southern Wisconsin, and they were early supporters of the show, uh, had good efforts in both donation sales. And then I moved on to the university, spent the first uh, four years at the show here at the university and working with the show catalog. Uh, and I've stayed involved ever since as a commercial exhibitor with our cattle connection, as a dairy exhibitor for probably 30 years, I don't know, with the partnership animals and our own strings early on, and then the sale. Of course, we've managed to sale. I think this is the 34th edition. So uh, time flies by, and here we are.
7: A lot of things have obviously changed over time. Can you take me through some of those changes, the challenges possibly you went through, and how you overcame those?
0: The industry has changed rapidly. We all know that. And I will give credit to the staff and the directors and our forefathers here to make Expo changing and keeping up with the times. And with that theme, our sale has drastically changed. We used to have maybe 50 head of live ones, and there were some cows, and, uh, you know, index came, and then. We did a bunch of neat things. I thought they were neat. The first clone ever sold at public auction was sold here. And we had national TV coverage. And and at the time, it was a little questionable whether cloning was really good or bad. Uh, We imported two calves from Europe. And I still believe they're the first and only imported live dairy cattle since uh, foot and mouth in the early 1900s. So we were the first to offer uh, first choices in embryos. So now we're into the IBFing and we're into the genomic end of it. So it's a ever-moving target. And I just read the other day it's the highest grossing sales series in the history of world dairy cattle. So in order to keep that pace going, you have to move and move fast.
7: Can you take me through maybe some of your biggest accomplishments throughout your life in the industry that really stand out to you?
0: You know, the nice thing about it is, uh, it's always been a team effort, uh, no matter what it was in publishing, and particularly even the Duranda sales when we first had our herds of cows, and the tremendous sales. That was because of the herdsmen and foreign trainees that stayed home and made the herds. The sale company was the same. We were privileged to manage like 500 Holstein sales across the country, and but that's all the help that's been there with us, and the cattle connection, of course, 32 years, and now it's owned by Holstein International, but that's the young ladies that spent all the time putting together for 32 years, never missed a print or a postage deadline. All those young ladies have gone on to do neat things, and we're so proud of them and all the people that worked with us. Me, I don't know, last year, it was incredible the Dairy Shrine awarded a pioneer, and that was kind of spooking. It kind of humblizes you in a real hurry, but it's really not about me it's about the team effort
7: and speaking of cattle connection take me through the start of that and the growth really how it helped you in your life to be where you are today
0: When I was in the auction business, of course, we sold cattle for other organizations. And I remember one night I was over here, and I stopped at a Texaco station in the middle of the night. The lady behind the counter says, uh, would you like a cup of coffee? I'll make you one. So while she's making my coffee, I see these things laying on the counter, and I pick up one, and it's a paper about buying and selling snowmobiles. So I get in the car, and I another 3-4 hours what kept me awake that night was why why can't our industry have a low cost, easy to use connecting buyers and sellers that was in February I went home and bounced it off the staff you know at that time colored pictures were just coming in they didn't work in newspaper print they were high priced to getting gloss print gloss print magazines had a five six week turnaround time we were doing less than a week when we got up and running so we launched it here in october and it continued to grow and we tweaked it a little here and there It was really accepted by the industry we were the largest circulation in north america for for this industry and it just boomed and really was one of the really neat things that we've ever done and now hosting international purchased it driving it forward and it's really really thrilling to wait for it to come in the mail
7: are there anybody certain that stands out to you in your lifetime that gave you that one piece of advice that stuck with you to help you Navigate the dairy industry to be able to accomplish everything that you have?
0: There would be too many for me to mention, and I've been blessed with more mentors than, uh, than most people ever have. I think the four founders of World Dairy Expo. I worked for four of them. Uh, Crescent Beauty, with Alan Hetz, we uh, showed cattle with, Tied in the Strings, Grey View. we worked with, Norm Magnus, a fitter for, and the guy that probably impacted me as much as any is Howard Bagley and I never work for him, but as time went on, there was a guy that was an innovator. He could always look ahead and tell you what to do, and, uh, uh, and then, of course, there's Uncle Merle Howard. Uh, I knew him as a kid. I had the opportunity to travel with him, and what he taught about life, we didn't talk about cows. We talked about life and about family and about how to run a company and those kind of deals, and uh, the most important thing you have is your name, and don't ever mess it up I can remember Merle telling me that you know yeah if you're gonna get in trouble don't get in trouble
7: and when it comes to that next generation of the industry what tips or advice do you have for them to be super successful and kind of potentially be able to reach the successes that you've had?
0: I'm not sure. I hope they reach more than I have. But you have to love what you do. We never hardly worked a day in our life all the way through uh, my various... Episodes or whatever, but the most rewarding career I ever had when I was in post-secondary education, and well, it's it's a good job. It's the best job I ever had, a real job. But you know, youth are everything. You know, they the next generation that keeps our industry alive. I think it's the greatest national resource that America has. You can talk about oil and gas and you can talk about this and that it's the next generation and we have to support them you know every morning i think about it there's still an awful lot of good kids in this world just turn your tv off
7: what are your plans what is next for you future is continue to stay as busy as you are in the dairy industry take me through what it looks like for you right now
0: yeah i'd like to do something but i think time's running out uh we're enjoying our three grandchildren the nice thing about the dairy industry uh, mariah our daughter and tony Bry, her husband along with tony's brother run a big farm uh keeps me modern i learn things every day it's way over my head in most places but it's really been good for me to watch as dairy moves on in the next generation and and a guy told me years ago change is coming and if you don't change, you're going to get run over. And that's pretty much the end of the story. If you don't change, you're going to get run over.
6: That was Tom Morris, the 2023 Industry Person of the Year at World Dairy Expo. Morris is a valued leader in the dairy industry and is committed to supporting the next generation to continue to strengthen the industry. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker.
2: And thank you, Charity, for that a chat with Tom Morris. Boy, he's been around a little while and done so many good things. We'll be having Rocky coming in next.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, I've got Rocky from Premier Livestock on the line. So You've got kind of a busy weekend already.
4: Yeah, that's our one of our cattle roundups. Uh, tomorrow it's supposed to be, but... Uh, might get started today i think the way the weather looks here i don't know some of these places will get backed in if they get all that rain they're talking
2: yeah that's very true i'm glad i've got mine rounded up I just round up some bales to feed them now so yep yep all right so what happened at the markets
4: uh, thank you, Dale. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction, Shaped Up. We did have a smaller dairy sale yesterday. Uh, we did sell two small herds of jerseys, uh, light test on good Holstein fresh cows, but uh, top Holstein fresh cows brought 2,000 to 2,400. Uh, many other cows from 1,400 to 1,975 uh, did have some extremely good jersey cows yesterday. Uh, the very top end of those cows brought 1,600 to 2,000. Uh, we had some uh, Some of them are more average type jerseys selling from kind of 800 to 1500. Uh, We had some exceptional Holstein springing heifers yesterday. One just really fancy group, bringing 2,000 to 2,750. Uh, That one group averaged 23.5. The good-to-average springers, 1,400 to 1,975. Keep in mind, we've got a dairy cattle auction every single Wednesday. Uh, Auction reminder, we'll have a special monthly dairy heifer auction. If you're buying or selling dairy heifers, always one of the best sales of the month. That's going to be on October Twenty fourth heifers to sell. Heifers coming off grass. That's going to be your sale. Here's a recap of the week. Uh, top Holstein fed steers. Uh, they are under some pressure, but from one fifty to one sixty five, we did see an extreme top Holstein at one sixty nine. Choice beef steers and heifers up to one eighty one. And your market cows high yielding from a dollar to a dollar twenty four. Many cows from seventy eight to ninety nine. Market bulls high yielding from one o five to one twenty eight. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Mostly from 120 to 150, Uh, the calf market, guys, that continues strong. Continues strong. Holstein bull calves mostly from 250 to 425 per head. Your beef cross calves from 350 to 760 per head. Questions? Give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. All the details, uh, updated market reports, sales schedules, advanced consignments. That's at PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Don't forget, next week is going to be a special feeder calf auction, bred stock cow auction, and uh, that large farm equipment auction, guys, is coming up November 3rd. Just going to be about two weeks left to get your consignments in for that sale. Uh, Friday looks like it's raining all day. That might be a good day to haul some equipment. Uh, Get them consignments in so we can get them advertised. We can get pictures for you. uh, Nationwide buyers through equipmentfacts.com. Proven results. So any questions, like I said, give us a call. And, Jill, that's the way things are shaping up at Premier.
2: And the roundup? Does that happen on horses or four wheelers? How do you round them up?
4: Yeah, we just we just get them on foot and hope uh, hope it all goes well. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that. I actually got some cattle we couldn't catch on a pasture, and I do have some real legitimate cowboys going out there this afternoon. So.
2: Well, that's pretty cool. I round mine up with grain. With grain? Yeah,
4: I mean that is always the best option. Matter of fact. Uh, that's that's how we do do it with some. So,
2: yeah, mine are so food motivated.
4: Yeah, the four the four wheeler deal we tried that with a couple guys and that that never goes very well.
2: No, it's just not not it's not my forte. That's for sure. No,
4: nope. Get some get too wild. So,
2: good luck and be safe. Thank you. Bye. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock, getting part of that roundup. I'm so glad my roundup is done. With the cattle, at least, but I've got Mike Dandria to round up and to talk about the weather for tomorrow,
8: yeah, we uh, we're rounding up some moisture here, Jill it uh, after Mother Nature left us very dry throughout the course of the summer. Looks like she'll be uh, bringing us quite a bit of moisture going into tonight into tomorrow as most of today expected to actually stay dry. But clouds will be on the increase and we'll have those chances for some showers later this evening. Otherwise, our high temperatures mostly in the upper 50s. Those winds will continue to ramp up as well and could be sustained anywhere from 10 to 20 miles per hour this afternoon. Later on tonight, that rain continues. Could see some heavier rates of rainfall at times, and tomorrow we'll have heavier rates of rain as well. With highs in the upper 40s, those showers continue into tomorrow night and even into Saturday morning, with our highs on Saturday mostly in the mid-50s. Now, by the time this is all said and done, we could see anywhere between 1 to 2 inches and locally higher amounts of 3 inches, even a touch beyond that, are possible, something that we can't necessarily rule out. Otherwise, going into Saturday night, into Sunday, things dry out, and we have a very quiet weather pattern that'll be in store. Good bit of cloud cover both for Sunday and Monday with highs in the low 50s. We do warm it up a little bit on Tuesday with highs in the mid-50s, and for Wednesday, mid to upper 50s with intervals of clouds and sun. But right now, we are tracking a few clouds starting to work in towards far western Wisconsin. The rest of us still have a mainly clear sky with a temperature of 39 degrees in Eau Claire.
2: So in our 50s here, is that about where we should be at for our temperatures?
8: Should be right around 60, so we're not too far off from that. Yesterday we topped out at 61, so we're pretty much right where we need to be, Jill.
2: Yep. Well, and I was rounding up bales yesterday, so... But I think I might round up some more today before it rains. I was going to say,
8: yesterday was a great day for that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is going to be a little breezy today. But if he can get over that, I think that will be okay. We'll uh, we'll just have those chances for showers late in the afternoon and evening time frame.
2: So I, I uh, round up bales with the open station tractor. So the rain thing is not going to be fun for me if I no, wait.
8: No, I, I wouldn't say so.
2: so. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too, Joe. And that was Mike D'Andrea, and he's part of our 13th First Alert Weather. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan.
1: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And we do have Morgan in the house. And it's time to hear some of our news that she's got to share with us. Good morning, Morgan.
9: Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today on the world stage with a National Connection. Wisconsin chimes in and there are now new calls for financial sanctions against Iran from some of Wisconsin's members of Congress. Democratic U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin saying until she's convinced that Iran did not pay for Hamas's weekend attacks in Israel, she wants President Biden to refreeze the $6 billion he unfroze to get back some American prisoners. Across the aisle, Republican Congressman Brian Steele also demanded that the president sanction Iran. Steele is also asking for a full accounting of just how the Biden administration came the decision to unfreeze the $6 billion just released to Iram. The headlines a move is closer to us. It seems that there's uh, some more rec land up for grabs or could be soon. The plan is to use red flint, sand and gravel land as a new recreation area. Eau Claire County yesterday announcing plans to turn 230 acres into a place where you could swim, row, hike, bike, kind of just be outside and enjoy that. Currently a bike trail on the land, but the county tends to add more. And no one's saying exactly when the work would begin or just how much it would cost, but that could be the long game plan. We'll take it to Augusta police there now looking to raise money to train their new police dog. You may have seen this on socials. The city police department yesterday introduced canine Chase. Now he replaces the city's old police dog, Jake, who recently passed away. There will be a fundraiser next Saturday to help raise money to cover some of the costs of sending Chase to a handler, which actually doesn't happen here. It's going to be in New Mexico where that training takes place. Chase is a three-year-old German Shepherd donated by the owners of Wisconsin Canine Services. Hey, you're back at work. I'm back at work, but somebody is not. Somebody in California is waking up a billionaire. There was a hit there for the ticket, lotto managers say a ticket sold in Fraser, California, so eh, roughly 75 miles north of L.A. Did hit all six numbers, $1.76 billion, which leads me to believe somebody is hitting snooze right about now. <laughs> and as we get in this Thursday together, there's a
3: champion for Fat Bear Week. Her name is 128 Grazer. She lives in Katmai National Park in Alaska. Fat Bear Week is an online competition set up like March Madness Brackets, and it's all based on popular vote. Fans all over the world voted on Katmai's brown bears after they assessed the slender bear pictures from June and the fat bear pictures from September. Park rangers say Grazer is huge, and she earned over 108,000 votes. A fat bear is a healthy bear, since that's how they survive winter's hibernation. I'm Mark Mayfield. It's
9: exactly my theory for heading into a Wisconsin winter. We have to survive. Time to start packing on. And we get back to the chores underway with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax
1: 104.5. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
2: Report. And I've got one more story on the ag news, and it's going south to Argentina. Their agricultural farmland is struggling through another drought. Last week, the Rosario Grains Exchange warned the world that Argentina could suffer massive losses in wheat yields due to drought, the worst the country has has experienced in 60 years. Currently, the wheat harvest is forecasted to be 15 million metric tons. Last year, the harvest was only half. Of the 23 million metric tons produced the year before because of drought, and some fields have been left to grazing animals because of the lack of rainfall. Argentina is a major wheat exporter in addition to processed soybeans and corn. And let's take a look at some of the events happening around. Today, there's a manure management uh, uh, event up in Clear Lake. It starts at noon and goes till 3 o'clock. It's a half mile south of the intersection 50th Avenue and 75th Street in Clear Lake this today. And this, we still have uh, the splash of red cranberry tours in Pittsville. They're on today and tomorrow. I don't know. We might get a little extra water in them on tomorrow. So I don't know if you can delay that or reschedule this weekend. The Granton is having their haunted forest. It's a fairy tale or nightmare that is on Friday and Saturday. And the next Friday, the 20th and Saturday, and that's uh, the 21st, goes from 7 to 10 p.m. And the admission is $10 per person, and the ages recommended is 12 plus. And it's at the Granton School Forest in Granton. There's also the Haunted Trail and that Uh, the Haunted Trail is presented is at the Colby School Forest that's by the high school and that is Friday the 13th and Saturday the 14th from 7 to 10 p.m. and you get a discount if you bring a perishable food item and that's at the Colby School Forest by the high school and the maple producers are having their tour of central Wisconsin it's their annual fall tour that is Friday and Saturday, thirteenth uh, and fourteenth. Uh, the tour starts Friday evening and if you it will begin at the Lining Googles Brewery in Chippewa Falls. And Saturday, the registration is from seven thirty to eight at Roth Sugarcane and Kadat. And the tour includes Murray Gouda, Black River Orchard, Wells Farm Learning Center, Owen with the FFA School Forest, Ingalls Sugar Bush, and Kirvin and Arlene Brubaker's Sugar Bush. So that looks like a real nice tour. You get to check out how the maple is produced here in central Wisconsin. And then there's also the family day at the farm is on Sunday, October 15th. That's it from noon to four parking at the Owen Withley High School. That is a fundraiser and it's at the Uh, Wells Learning Center, you can follow it on Facebook, but that's on County Road X in Owen, and it's open daily from 9 till dusk, but this fundraiser is from noon till 4 on Sunday, and I also found out yesterday that Osseo Fairchild FFA's Fall Fund Day, they had it scheduled for Saturday, has been moved till Sunday, noon till 4, It will be across from the elementary school in the football field. And it's their fall fun day. They paint pumpkins and have a lot of fun down there. And because of the rain, they decided to slide it back a day. On Saturday in Bloomer, there's an arts and crafts sale at the elementary school from 9 till 2. Also on Saturday, there's Oktoberfest Sip and Shop Craft and Vendor Event in Boysville High School. And that's what I have for... Events around the area, we are going to slide to Barron this morning and hear what Brittany has to say from Barron Equity. For fed cattle, our choice beef steers and heifers sold 160 to 165. High-yielding choice Holstein steers were 156 to 163. Choice Holstein steers brought 145 to 155, and unfinished steers and heifers were 144 and down. For cull cows, the top 20% sold from 90 to 110, topping at 112.50. Sixty percent sold from 65 to 89, and the bottom 20 percent sold 64 and down. For coal bulls, they sold from 106 to 118, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is October 21st. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you, and have a great day.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Here we are at 12 minutes before 6 o'clock on Wax 104.5. And it's time to head south and hear about the Sparta Equity Market from Hut Eamon.
5: Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 182 to 190. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 166 to 181. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 160 to 180. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 157 to 165. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 146 to 156. With the Unfinished Steers, Heifers and Heavy Steers 101 to 145. Cow market steady. Quality beef slaughter cows up to $1.15. The Highland Slaughter dairy cows 95 to 110, the cutters and utilities 79 to 94, the more yielding and canter cows 33 to 78 cents. Bull market steady, most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar 15 with a thin, full, and bulls over 2,200 pounds discounted at 99 and down. Just a reminder our next sale will be Monday, October 16th, starting at 12 30, with sheep and goats followed by hogs, calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut Amon, at Equity Livestock and Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
1: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: So Jerry, you got out your hip waders for tomorrow? Well, good morning to you, Joe. Uh, not really yet. I don't, I don't think we
10: need hip waders. I wasn't really planning on doing any fishing, so hopefully we do get some rain, but I know it's going to be... A, frustrating for the folks that are chopping corn and taking beans and stuff but uh, really like you had mentioned before uh the topsoil moisture is still in need much need of of more rain before we get into the cold winter so
2: yep what happened at the markets yesterday
10: well, we better do that, Jill. Thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start with the uh, feeder cattle sale yesterday. A lot of good quality Black Angus cattle at the sale yesterday. A light lightweight beef steers and heifers were selling mostly from one seventy five to two eighty five. A middleweight beef steers and heifers selling mostly from a dollar sixty to two fifteen. Heavier beef steers and heifers mostly from one forty. To 210. And the Holsteins, lighter weight Holsteins and heavy, about all weights of Holsteins, were selling in a range from 130 to 170. Now we'll get to the market portion of the auction yesterday on the market cow auction. High yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows on yesterday's sale were selling from 96 to $1. sixteen. Extreme top in the cows yesterday at 123. Most of your cows this week, uh, your average cows are selling between 70 and 95. Dinner cows, plainer, light carcass cows below 70. On the Fed Cattle Trade yesterday, Price grading Holstein steers are selling from 144 to 162. Select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, mostly from 140 and below. Calf market uh, continues to be very good this week. Uh, before we get to the calves, we do want to mention also about the bulls. Uh, most market bulls yesterday were selling from 105 up to 118. Now we'll talk about the calves. Good quality replacement Holstein bull calves selling mostly from 200 up to an extreme top of 430. Heifer calves mostly from 75 to 150. Or good quality beef calves. Very good demand continues from 350 to 700, and we did see earlier in the week up to 780 on those. And we are at Thursday already. We got underway here this morning at Stratford. 11 o'clock, the market auction includes uh, market cows, of course, fed cattle, market bulls, baby cows. get to those about oh, 12, 1230 this afternoon. Just keep in mind, our next uh, our next dairy auction at Stratford will be next Tuesday, October 17th, as also will be our next hay auction. And our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. Uh, just some advanced consignments. You folks want to take a look at this. For you folks that are in the Charley business, we do have some real good quality Charley cattle for that auction next Wednesday. So, Jill... That's what we have for the folks this morning. Again, as per usual, do drive careful. And, uh, well, I think we can get by today without any rain. But uh, be, And uh, so it sounds like you're busy with your cattle, too. So I'll let you get going, and you folks have a nice day. And, Joe, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.
2: Sounds good. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We need to wrap up a few more chores and then get one last look at our markets. Come.
1: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And here's our one last look at our Markets. Chicago Board of Trade. Trade. Corn for December is at 488 up a half. December oats, 397, up a penny and a half. November soybeans are at 1258 up six cents. And December wheat is at 559 up three cents. In our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at four twenty-eight with beans at eleven eighty-seven, and at the Connorsville location, four twenty-eight for corn and eleven eighty-two for beans. Golden Plump and Arcadia is at four fifty-four for corn. Baldwin, four thirty-nine and eleven seventy-nine. Durand four thirty-four and eleven seventy. Mondovi 439 and 1175 for beans. Elmwood 444 for corn and 1179 for beans. Fall Creek 434 and 1170. Osseo 449 for corn and 1179 for beans. Elk Mound, 434 and 1190. Sparta, 433 and 1168. Ellsworth, 414 and 1160. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, corns at 444 with beans at 1178. And the Arcadia Location, 444 for corn and 1179 for beans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 439 for corn. Stanley, 449. And New Richmond, 444 for their corn. Rolling on over to our cheese markets. Barrels are at 161 and three quarter, up three quarters of a cent. 40 pound blocks, 170 and a quarter, no change from yesterday. And our grade AA butters at 348, no change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures, October 1684, down a penny. November 1723, down a dime. December 1749, down another dime. January 1799 down seven cents and February up 12 cents to 1820 and that market is inching upward into September. Um, and I want to mention and I keep forgetting this weekend our FFA on the air program is with Greenwood that's on Saturday morning and on that note. All the weekend programming gets put onto. I put it onto the Wax website. So if you go to the Wax website, if you know your stu, your child is on, or you want to hear what's happening in the FFA area, 4H area, CVTC program, the egg and conservation, every Monday morning after it airs on the weekend, I put it on the Wax website. So you go to the Wax website, click on Midwest Farm Reports, and you will find an interview tab. Scroll on down and check it out because I always like sharing that information. And on that same note, I do put the podcast on the Wax website every day. So it's always dated as the date it is. And you can re-listen to something or you can point somebody in that direction to hear what we've been doing. The temperature right now here in Eau Claire is 39 degrees. Today, getting up to 57, breezy with rain likely late. Tonight, 46. Tomorrow, rain likely, alert day, high of only 49. And then we're going to slide into the lower 50s into next week. And that's what I have for you for the Midwest Farm Report here on Wax 104.5. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.
1: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi And the chosen family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.